This meeting is being recorded. Oh, wow, that was awfully formal. Awfully formal. I know. Right. It is what it is. It is what it is. Dude, I feel like I, I got to say, like, welcome, my strong, strong friends, like the old Meg Squats. Meg Squats. Yeah. It's good to be here. <laughs> Mate, how was, uh, how was how the CrossFit was, uh, Total video? How did it make you feel? How did it make you feel? Uh, that was crazy. I'm still kind of on a high from that. Um, but the whole thing leading up to that, I was supposed to max out on Wednesday and I actually hurt my back on Monday. So hurt my back and I wasn't really able to stand up fully on Tuesday and had to take three days off of training. Yeah. Three days off of training, just rested. And then Friday I did a really, really light session, just technique work because now I'm kind of transitioning. I'm just doing Olympic lifting. Uh, but I still squat a ton, um, and deadlifts, I, I do more of clean pulls and stuff like that. Um, so I wanted to do the, to do the total with my, my gym. So I was like, I'll just rest up and do it on Saturday. Did not expect any of that. I wasn't even trying to get close to my maxes or anything like that. I just wanted to be the strongest in the gym and like win that. But I wasn't planning on PRing or doing anything too crazy. And so I totally surprised myself, um, and that's wild, so wild. And I had more in the tank too, which is even crazier. Hey, but, it's funny, like sometimes yeah, you gotta, um, sometimes you gotta, uh, sometimes you gotta lay down the law, lay down being the, the coach, right? Being the coach, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Super crazy. So that was fun. That was fun, and I had a lot of uh, coaches stay and watch me, and people cheer me on, and so that always adds like extra ten pounds to all your lifts when people are like freaking out for you. So, um, and I didn't expect CrossFit to post it, uh, but Christine Colin Brander, she's a, a games athlete. She's one of the owners of the gym that I go to and she reached out to CrossFit and just sent it to them and like, you need to repost this. So that's probably how they got a hold of that and posted it. So very cool, very wild. Well, I think it's so. awesome too, man. Like publicizing, publicizing uh, chicks lifting chicks an obscene lifting amount of weight. Amount of weight. Yeah, what the heck? I don't know how that happened, but let's go. Well, you did it. You picked it you up. That's it. how it happened. You know what I mean? I like, know. I know. Yeah, I get a lot of people um, asking me, like, "How did you get so strong? Like, what did you do?" And it's like I don't really have an answer yeah. for it. Um, besides, like. I've been lifting for a long time, but it just kind of out of the blue one day, whenever you're so consistent, mm-hmm. um, I just really started surprising myself um, a couple of years ago. I'm like, wow, I wonder how far I could go with this. Like how far could I take this? So yeah, I slept and I picked things up, picked things up. Yeah. And did That's it for it. a while. A while. Yes, exactly. You, do you do more CrossFit now? Coaching wise, exactly. yeah, um, yeah, and I'll jump in the uh, jump in the, uh, uh, the old classes. You know, you've got to practice what you preach, and what you preach, and I'll do about three to five a week. Five a week. Nice. Depending on how many of these I do, these I do, how I get done, and all that type of stuff. But I try and get about three or five classes done. Um, and then I do like one day. Fridays is my just snatch and squat. Snatch and squat. Nice. That's kind of like That's my day like where, my I day, where I can sit just sit with a barbell. I can have a conversation with it. You know, I don't have to worry about the clock. Worry about the clock. It's nice. Yeah. Um, I've been coaching for about 
uh, four years now, which is crazy. But since March, I've just been doing Olympic lifting. Mm -hmm. And that kind of takes everything out of you. Like when you spend all day doing just that training, oh, it is exhausting. So um, I think I've done about three CrossFit classes in since March, which is wild, like, because I'm still coaching and stuff, but I just can't, I don't have the energy and the yeah. time to fit that in as well when I'm training for comps. So I need to start incorporating it more. It'd be good to get some cardio in because the only thing I do cardio wise is walking. And that's a little, that's a little sketchy every once in a while. You need to be doing something to get your heart rate up. So back squat fives, back squat that's all fives. you need. Yeah, it, yeah, that feels like cardio. That's for sure. My coach programs a lot of AMRAPs, like at oh, yeah. your seventy-five percent AMRAP. I'm just like, that's yeah, that will do it. Yeah, that's rough. So, yeah, mate, like, <laughs> it's hard juggling it's hard the athlete hat and the coaching hat at the same, same time because you said it. You know, obviously, it burns out all the energy. Out and you, energy you got now to give. And especially in a spot like weightlifting, because it, it just slaps your nervous system. And you're like, well, totally. what else have you got? You've just got to sit down, your knees are sore, your back's sore, you know, you want to sleep, you want to eat, and now you've got to give these folks 100% of your uh, energy. I, I wouldn't be on your own back about hitting some CrossFit classes. Yeah, that is so true. It definitely is super taxing, but it makes it easy. Like, I have the – I go to the best gym in Missouri. It's absolutely phenomenal. We have great members. So it's easy to show up and, and be there for them. Mm. Um, but yeah, there are days where I'm just like, I can't even rolling in bed is just hard as my, <laughs> my central nervous system is so fried. It's crazy. And I didn't expect that to ever be the case. Like I was like, maybe I'll just do powerlifting because I'm good at squat, bench, deadlift, like those, that's kind of my bread and butter. But it was actually my cousin, he's an Olympic lifter, and he qualified for nationals last year. And he just told me straight up, you kind of suck at these lifts. Like, you're bad at snatch, and you're, your clean's okay, but your jerk sucks. And, you know, I kind of like that criticism. That yeah. kind of puts a fire under me. And so I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I ended up hiring a coach. He's awesome. And qualified for nationals in two months. And then went to nationals for my first comp, which was really cool. Uh, pretty scary, but it was awesome. So that's kind of my journey right now. And now you're just on now full steam ahead on the weightlifting train. Yeah, full steam ahead. I did AO finals out in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina in December and then qualified for nationals there. So I'll be training for nationals this year. And then we've got state coming up in April. So I'm training for that. And I think I got like three comps this year, three or four. So, I love, I love the weightlifting scene weightlifting because you can compete a lot more often lot than more the powerlifting scene. powerlifting scene. Uh, see, I didn't know that. I'm pretty naive when it comes to that. That's cool. Yeah, like, but you, you know, can only you can only peak so much for a comp. Like, it takes precisely. so much out of you. So, yeah. But you like but you're, not would, gonna, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit not gonna close hit to your absolute your max, max on a snatch and a clean and jerk that regularly. That regularly. Especially yeah. like a local Especially comp, like you local could just train through the comp, through have the a little bit of fun, a little bit of fun, you know, and cruise through. Know, cruise especially through, at a level like yourself, and then maybe and national, maybe international, maybe when national, you start international fucking around with tapering, and you go for it. Right, look, this is yeah. That was a big reality check for me when I 
started weightlifting uh, last year. Um, like if I put my effort into something, typically I'll like get all those little PRs, you know, how like whenever you're kind of like a newbie, yeah. like I was almost still in that. It felt like, like I would PR like close to every session and I'm like, this is awesome. And then now I've hit a point where it's like, I'm not PRing every time. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's a little soul crushing. Cause it's like, when you get a PR, you know, that kind of just puts a fire under you again and you get excited, but you know, you kind of have to fall in love with the grind totally. And enjoy all that. Um, even if you're not PRing. How do you keep yourself? How do you keep yourself focused on that? Focused on that? Man, I really just kind of revolve my life around health and fitness. Um, wake up in the morning, my morning routine is directed towards feeling good. Um, mobility, stretching, you know, getting my mental state right, reading, journaling, and then I typically go to the gym and I'll coach like a morning class. Um, so I'm around that all the time and I'm kind of doing the warm up with people. So I'm, I'm constantly like priming myself to be in the gym. Um, I work at a chiropractic office. So then when I go into work, I do all soft tissue. I'm the soft tissue specialist there. So I'm working on athletes. I'm working on people, uh, the muscles, all that kind of stuff, helping people move better. And then right after work, I go in and I train. And then I'll coach. So um, I just, I'm constantly excited for that because I'm constantly surrounding myself with things of that nature. Um, and there's so much more I can give. Like I'm, I have so much more in me that I can do like on the platform. And I haven't tapped into that yet. Like I'm still learning technique. There's still so many things I can refine. And that's the thing about weightlifting is you're never going to get a perfect snatch or a perfect clean and jerk. It's always something you can refine and uh, break down. Like it is such a technical sport and it's oh, great. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's, it's addictive. Tough. So it's addictive. yeah, it really is. I didn't think that I didn't think I thought it was just going to go to nationals and have fun and like just say I did that. But it really is crazy how you just like, I'll fall asleep and I'll just be thinking about the lifts and I'll, I just find myself thinking about it all day, every day. And it's like, this is crazy. It's just a barbell, but yeah, I'm obsessed. Maybe, maybe that's a sign that you're the one that's crazy, mate. That's crazy. Mate. Yeah. Crazy. That's a good word. Possibly. Definitely yeah. that. Must, must go with the blonde. Must go with the blonde. Yeah, I know. Right. It's all the hair dye seeping into my brain. <laughs> Well, at least I got yeah. the excuse of I'm a, I'm a natural blonde. Boy. I'm a natural blonde boy. I, hey, I actually am too. I actually am too. But I've gotten highlights down here throughout the years. So, Digging yeah. Anyway, on. you go on. <laughs> I know. Go on. Wait, Dirty blonde. Dirty blonde. Sorry, right. I get bloody ginger in my beard. So that's even nice. dirtier, you know. But. Mate, it's it's Mate, so it's, addictive. It's so addictive. Those little marginal gains of moving the barbell. You know, I'm going to use the term virtuosity here. It's a bit of a buzzword with the whole CrossFit scene, right? But in a virtuous manner. Somebody can watch. Somebody can watch. I don't know a PVC pipe or an empty bar and be like, "Holy shit, that was beautiful! That was beautiful!" Yeah. And that, yeah, that's so true. That feeling is so addictive. So addictive. It really is. I wish I could share it with more people because like uh, so many people don't know where to start with fitness, mm -hmm. you know, and they want to get into working out. They want to get into training. And it's like, 
once you start and once you find something that you love and that lights you up, that you're passionate about, like there's no going back. Like it's not something you're going to have to just struggle with. Um, if you're not into working out in the first place, like you're going to want to be in the gym, you're going to want to work on something and be better. So yeah, I wish more people understood that and would be willing to try new things because it's, it's scary to try like a different sport that you've never done, you know? That's included uh, CrossFit is getting out of a CrossFit gym, right? Yeah. Trail running, like mountain biking, ice skating, just something random, like dance, like dance. You know, like totally. go do something. Like, go you know, something. You, you might fall in love with something else. You might meet new people, hear new perspectives. And that's the cool thing about CrossFit. It's like that's the whole purpose of it is functional fitness to where you're able to take all these skills, gymnastics and weightlifting and all this stuff outside of the gym to do something kind of practical and fun. But I get that CrossFit, you know, itself is addictive. And so sometimes that takes up so much time that people don't get out and they don't do stuff that um, kind of train CrossFit trains you for. So I'm a big believer in that. I love. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm a big fan of that. Regularly learn and play new sports, right? It's the last line of fitness in a hundred words. In a hundred words. You know, yeah. anything. It could be anything. working on a little bit of hand-eye coordination or finger dexterity or fucking, like, anything. Balance, you know, those, like, you know those, like, tightrope things that you see the hippies use? Those, like, tight. That shit blows my yes. mind. You know, they're doing pistol squats on this, oh, like, weird slack tightrope. Slackline, that's it, yeah. Clearly, I'm a, I'm a friggin' pro. Yeah. Pistol squats on this, like, weird tightrope. Clearly, I'm a, I'm a friggin' pro at it. Yeah, right. Dean, so slacklining is crazy, but have you seen high have you seen hunting? No, what's that? Where they go over a massive like uh they're on a cliff. No. And you're a hard line, but it's called high lining, so they do it over a massive drop off a cliff or a ravine. And they tight they slackline across it. And they'll fall off, but they'll have a harness on and it will catch them. I'm like that's a whole different breed. Like those people are not human. That's crazy. See, I've got and like balls. Ad- I couldn't do that. That's no, crazy. I got an addictive personality, and I'm kind of scared where it ends up. No, you know, I get, I get, a, I get addicted to certain and things, kind of and I'm like, if I continue up. with this, yeah, I'm going to end up doing some weird shit like that. And I'm like, if I continue with this, I'm going to end up doing some weird shit. And you could very well die, but. That's the risk in it. It's worth taking the risk if you enjoy it. I mean, have you ever seen those uh, free soloers and the people who rock climb without any gear, like Alex Honnold or any of those freaks? Yeah, that's not for me. I'm not. I'm not. They'll climb like light. three thousand foot walls with no gear, no nothing. Yeah, that's not for me. I'm not that light. And you have to go into that every single do that, knowing like, okay, this could be my last last time on earth you know like you have to be prepared for stuff like that but yeah at least with weightlifting and crossfit you don't have to go into a workout like this is going to be my last workout ever because this could kill me him well, that, but at least that won't be the outcome definitely so. feels like it yeah well definitely feels like it yeah yeah it's sometimes for sure i think um i think it's because People like that tranquility of mindset where they are free of thought. People like that tranquility of mindset where they are free of thought. Yeah. 
that I think I agree with that. Like people are able to get into flow, that mm. flow state. Clear the mind and it's it's basically, well, for Alex Hommel's uh, example, he's basically looking at the face of death, right, which is a little bit mental. But they are not thinking about anything else. It, it is just clearing the mind and where is my finger going next? Where is my foot going next? You know, it's, it is just clearing the mind and crazy where is my finger going next where is my foot going next you know it's crazy yeah and that's a lot of like weightlifting as well like when you're moving the barbell especially the nickel like constantly thinking about okay i mean it gets to a point where you don't have to think and you can just do it and execute it perfectly but mm. it is something where i have to do the mental reps it's very so uh, how when you can move basically on autopilot and it every rep looks the same basically on autopilot that shit is like crack cocaine it, every rep looks the same that shit is like crack cocaine i'm not there yet <laughs> that's that's crazy yeah Talking like empty um, barbell that's the best feeling ever when you're perfect. Like, like empty oh, Marvel. Yeah. Even then, like I'll still do Sometimes I'm like, wow, what, what am I doing? Like why I choose this sport, you know? And those are the best reminders of like, that's why I chose this because I'm not great at it and I would like to be great at it. So, you know, it's good to do stuff that you suck at. Because, you know, you're going to suck when you first start something. But it's very rewarding to go in that. What are you chasing? What are you chasing? I'm thinking um, I want to do my best. Be back. Be back. Yeah. Uh, can you see me? Uh, I can now. I don't know what happened. Dude, it's just okay. the internet. You know, that is just some make believe thing that doesn't exist in my world. It's so stupid. That's okay. Like, we'll get those polystyrene cups with a string next time. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Can you, yeah. Can you hear me? Perfect. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Let's go back to those days. That would be awesome. Mate, I, I am uh, a firm believer of I will send postcards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to flick you an email. I'll write you a little letter. It'll be on a postcard. I'll, it'll take fucking four months to get there. I'm more than like, you'll have seen me in that time. You know, but like yeah. the sentiment is still there. You know, I think like handwriting and a little stamp or like a little picture or something, you know, just kind of send it off. Like a little notebook, even like shit like this. A hundred percent. Yes, my my husband, he is actually in the National Guard and he just left for basic training um, like nine days ago. So he's in South Carolina for a month, nope, three months, 10 weeks. 
And we've been writing letters. I've been writing letters back and forth with him. And, and that's so sweet. Like those are things you get to keep forever. And you put so much time and effort into that. And yeah, it's, I'd like to go back to those days. And sometimes it's good. Technology is a blessing and, and a curse. So it's all about balance. Too much, right? Too much, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's that whole thing of like, oh, what you up to? How's your day been? I was like, mate, if I'm always talking to you about how my day's been, I'm not doing anything in my day. Yeah. Yeah, so true. It's so important nowadays, like when we have social media and we have all these avenues to communicate with people to really have those relationships where you can get deep and and communicate on a whole new le uh, level with people because you know, everything is pretty shallow mm. nowadays. And it's important to have those people where you can be totally vulnerable with and get into the weeds of life and what's going on. And that's the beauty of the coaching beauty too, of right? Like you really do get into the weeds of these folks' lives when they open up on their own, not on their own. Us prying, you know, digging in. But you understand them at such a deeper level. such a deeper level. That is so true. I that's one of my greatest joys in coaching is like when someone walks through the doors and they're doing this workout, like I know their family, I know their dog, I know their jobs, like I know what's going on in their lives. Um, and that's that creates such a great avenue of trust to where like if you give them a coaching cue, like they're going to listen to you and they're going to implement it because they have that relationship already built with you and they know that you have their best interest in mind and that you care for them like on a completely different level other than fitness. It's so great. Yeah. I, love, I think about this stuff probably too much, right? Too much, right? But I think, um, I think, um, people are really craving that type of connection, type of connection and they're craving to be seen, right? You know, we kind of, um, kind of, um, retreat into a sea of people, sea of people. And it's just yeah. like, oh, it's, it's another, like, face. Oh, another face. Or oh, that's just another, name, just like, another just name, like just in a sea of names. In a sea of it's, names. Like, well, it's like, well, we're losing the, we're losing the personal the, touch. We're losing, we're losing, we're losing the individual. The individual. Um, and there's always a story. Always Everybody's a got a story. And there's, story there's beauty, beauty and, and, and lessons to be found in all of them. And I think we just get a little bit of a scratching the surface of that. And we get paid and, you know, can pay our bills by doing it. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of that stems from just uh, everyone being obsessed with being productive nowadays. Like, how productive is it to just sit and have a conversation with a friend and catch up with them when you could be doing this and that and this and that, everything on your to-do list, you know? Like, people just, they want to have that sense of I'm being productive and I'm getting everything done that I need to get done today instead of like, oh, I'm just being and, and living and, you know, uh, slowing down. It's, I think it's so important. That's a really great point. That's a really great point. I think yeah. a lot of folks think, a lot of folks think they're produ productive, think they're but they're actually, productive, just actually just busy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And your mind is when you're in that state, cause I've been there so many times, you know, I'm saying all this stuff, but I'm still working on that, you know, actively. Yeah. Um, your mind is so busy. Like you're not at peace when you're just so, um, consumed with your schedule and the things you got to get done like your mind you're just racing all the time and inner peace is good like that's something to be sought after mm. 
I think uh, I think the coaches out there coaches out there are better at partitioning their partitioning their mind. Because you know it doesn't matter whatever you've got going on. As soon as the class starts, the class starts, the folks in front of you require one hundred percent of your attention. Yeah, yeah, I, that's how it should be. But I feel like even nowadays, people can easily uh, get by with half-assing it and and not giving their full attention, you know. And that's sad because like that's I feel like most people nowadays like. They can read people. Like if you're half-assing your uh, class as a coach, like people can read and see straight through that. Of course. And that's that's super unfortunate. That would. I think I think back to this one time. This was fucking years ago. This is probably uh, nine years ago or something. It's like in a morning class. It was middle of winter. It's pitch black. It's fucking freezing. Love that. Right, right. Shivering me tits off, me tits like right on the board. Right in the board. Member comes in Ember and comes sees and sees the hoods up. Right. Hoods anyway, up. we have a good class. Anyway, I thought I did a good job. I end up bumping in this member about three weeks later. Three weeks later. Um, we're around. Everybody's having a good time. Having a good time. A little bit of a dance. A little bit of a drink. A little bit of a drink. Come up to me and say, "To me and say, you enjoy your job. You enjoy your job." I say I love my job, you know. I get to I get to help individuals all the time. Like I get to know you people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she turns around and says, "Well, it seems like you just didn't care because we came in and your hood was up." Hmm. I may I think about that way at least once a week. Oh, jeez. Like I'm like that will never fucking happen again. Yeah. You know, and they do, they, they, they read everything, you know, it's like people don't remember the rules you follow, they remember the rules you break. Very, very true. Um, that also kind of reminds me of something that I love, like a saying, it's just like, never make assumptions, mm. you know, like, because he walked into the gym, I'm sure he's great, but he saw your hood up and he kind of made an assumption like, oh, you don't really care or you don't really love your job, when in reality, you're just freezing your tits off. <laughs> you know, and so it's like asking for clarity and like being open and honest and not making assumptions about people is like super big on my list now. Like I'm kind of just now implementing this. I read a book called The Four Agreements. It's really great. Um, and yeah, don't make assumptions ever because ten out of nine out of ten times you're probably wrong or you're missing something. So yeah, prejudice is yeah. a killer of connection. Killer of connection yeah. It really is. It really is. Something that I'm learning. Something that I'm learning. Probably every yeah, day. That's a good every one. Day. Yeah, definitely. Learning new things every day. Again, I'm too blunt. Again, you know, it takes blunt. me a while, but anyway. Yeah. Amen. So long. <laughs> Mate, I got three questions. Just Mate, I got three questions. Yeah, let's go. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? That's a good question. Um, this kind of sounds cliche, but um, live your life and do not care what anyone thinks about you. Live it to yourself, you know, and it, it really, when you think about other people and what they're thinking of you and how they view you, like that steals so much joy. And um the times in my life where I've been the happiest and I've been the most genuine and real is when I was just living, uh, not thinking about what other people were thinking or feeling about me, but 
just living basically on my own terms and doing things at a, a high level, but not caught up in the noise. It's hard to do, right? It's hard to do, right? That's so hard to do. How many people actually do that, you know? No one does that. No one goes throughout their entire life or their, their day. No one goes throughout their day and, and probably they have a thought like, what is that person thinking of me? Or they say something specific. So that person has a specific reaction. Like everything we do is kind of dictated by other people's thoughts, which is crazy. Like, I don't want to live my life like that. Yeah, no I, um, way. I wrote something down a while back. Um, it's like life's a game. Figure life's out the game. rules you want to play the game by and don't expect anybody else to play by the same rules. Amen. That's awesome. That's now my new best ad life advice I've ever got. Oh, that right there. Yeah, let's go. Just talk shit. Talk shit you know? No, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we're all in our own little bubble, man. you know? Yeah, and you'd never know if exactly. You didn't, you'd never know if you didn't expand that bubble expand and go talk to people or go live with people or, or just interact with folks interact just with from folks different places, from different man. Places. You know, like we're all so different, we're but we're all different. so bloody we're similar so at the same time. Yeah, mate. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Oh, um, that showing emotion and vulnerability. Mm -hmm is a weakness oh yeah i i used to not be super emotional and um vulnerable because i i quite literally thought it was weak and i've never liked being weak physically or mentally or emotionally or anything so um i wouldn't ever express like sadness or anything like that and so now i'm kind of shifting and my life is so much more free like when i'm vulnerable and open with people it's it's crazy what that will do to you. But yeah, that life advice sucks. Like it's good to be emotional and vulnerable mm. with those that you love. And if, especially if you want it in return, like people want people to be open with them, but if they're not open with anyone, like don't expect it. So mm. vulnerability and honesty, vulnerability and honesty. Two, uh, yeah. two, uh, two traits that I think two more people need to adopt. People need to adopt. Yeah, seriously. I'm still working on that for sure. Oh fuck! Aren't we all, man? You know. Yeah. All right. Last question. What are the three words you tell you yourself? My younger self. Yeah. Yeah. Three words. Um, I would say, love yourself first, and then let me clarify because that sounds kind of selfish. I grew up, you know, where it's God first, other second, you third right? That's like kind of the standard in the Bible Belt where I'm from in Missouri. And uh, you just really don't, you don't learn how to genuinely appreciate who you are um, and your differences with other people because you're constantly putting other people first or you're scared to love yourself well because that's such a selfish thing to do. Um, but I think when you love yourself and put yourself first, you set yourself up for success to love other people well um, and have genuine connection. Because you see so many people now who are adults and they don't even know who they are, you know, because they've just kind of spent their whole life kind of floating um, and going along with the crowd and not really taking time to understand and, and love who they are. So they're having to play a lot of catch up 
um, and even getting to know themselves. So I'd say love yourself first because then you'll be able to serve and love and help other people from a genuine standpoint. What order would you put them in now? Would you put them in now? Oh, the love God, love others, love mm. yourself. I would say they're more at a level. Mm. So instead of like looking at a sky skyscrapers, you're looking from a bird's eye view in their level. You know, like if you, I'm looking at you, like I can see like basically God in you, you know, and, and people are so unique and so special and we all have that like d divine spark. And so if I can look at someone and genuinely see them like as God sees them, I think, I think you've won. You know, I think that that's like the greatest thing ever and see that in yourself. Like how many people look in the mirror and they don't love who they are, mm. you know, like reflecting that, like how much we, we treat other people with respect. Like we need to also treat ourselves with the same love and respect that we treat other people with. That's a really beautiful way of looking at people. Way of looking at people. And uh, yeah. I'm really thinking about that for a while and digest that. Thank you. Heck yes. Yeah, of course. Mate, thank you so much. It's been so a fucking honor and a privilege, mate. A privilege, mate. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. Seriously. Always. Talk hope shit we get whenever. To talk soon. Yeah, I love it. I hope the... Over uh, a decaf, cup the, of coffee. A decaf? Decaf. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm doing that thing. Decaf. You can have the decaf. <laughs> I'm going full caffeine, man. I know. I I'll know. get all I'll riled up, go down a rabbit hole, going off on a tangent. You have to reel me back in. Reel me back in. Always, caffeine. always. Mate. I love going down the rabbit holes. Could do that all day. Have a great Thank day. Thank you. And we'll speak soon. You too. Yeah. Thank you. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Of course. Thank Bye, you. Everybody.